Hello, and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dahlman. Today, for our 101st episode, which I'm very proud of, we are once again joined by Scott Stevens. Welcome, Scott. Uh, Renee, it's great to be here as always. In 101st uh, episode, that's that's pretty impressive as well. That's a pretty big deal. That's a lot of work behind it. That. It is, but we love it. We love it. Well, I do think it's a great platform and a good way to communicate and try to share what's going on. So I commend you for getting us this far. Thank you very much. So lots of stuff going on in the county. What's up? Um, yeah, I think I've. Uh, I haven't sat with you in a month or two. No, so that is true. I thought I would just spend some time with what the board has talked about, at least the highlights of some of those things, and then a couple other topics if we have time at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just some routine business. We did authorize, or the board did authorize, the purchase of eight police vehicles. That keeps our fleet in good shape and our response time and our officers safe. So I think those are all things that just go on that people know happen, but just as a point in time, they did do that back this summer. Okay. Uh, they accepted a $180,000 grant on behalf of the Commonwealth Attorney's Office for some of their programs. They accepted grants for our police department on some of what they're doing. So we are always looking for sources of funding to help do what we do in providing services to the community by leveraging our money and bringing in some of those outside dollars. So I commend our departments and our board was willing to accept those those funds as they came in. Uh, We did request of the Commonwealth Transportation Board that they name a section of Centerville Road in honor of Earl Buddy Heisler who was a sergeant uh, with the Sheriff's Department that was killed here in, the, in 1978. So there'll right. be a section of highway that we expect to be. We've made the request. We expect the Commonwealth Transportation Board will approve the request, and we'll have a ceremony sometime in the future sort of dedicating that section of Centerville Road uh, to his memory and honor. So uh, that is coming, but something that I think is uh, long overdue and glad the board was willing to do that. Uh, our county really is an award-winning place to live. We sometimes take that for granted. Uh, we received uh, a VACO award for our wildflower beautification project that was put in in various areas within the county and will be extended. So that is something we have received statewide recognition for, as well as for uh, most recently our Connect program, uh, Virginia Municipal League award that we are receiving uh, in early October uh, for the program that really between our social services and fire department of trying to identify residents who were calling 911 as they fell down or just wanted to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. And so we tried to set up this program where we start identifying these residents, put them in contact with social services, because there are things there for seniors and others to try to help them be engaged in the community. And that has brought a number of people that social services had never interacted with that were able to help and provide pro- uh, connection to them and get them services within the community. And uh, a big part of aging is to be still social. And right. those that get isolated have more and more issues. And so part of our goal is to help them understand where they can fit in and still be active in the community. So that program did receive statewide recognition as well. There's some other things coming within our uh, video unit and within our websites and the kinds of things that we'll share later. But I just want to remind our community, you really do have a a first-rate staff working here. You have a community that is recognized both across the state and nationally for the things that we're doing. And I think that speaks very well to what goes on here in James City County. So I really am proud to be part of that. Um, Habitat had a housing blitz that they came and Mm -hmm. followed up on with the uh, Board of Supervisors in early September where they went to a neighborhood and spent a day. They had a tremendous amount of volunteers out there. Most of our Board of Supervisors, a number of our uh, county staff uh, gave their Saturday to do that as well. Uh, happened to be a really nice day, so that's nice when it works out weather-wise as well. But well, particularly because we had Hurricane Dorian the right. day before. That's exactly so. right. Happened to be that f- Saturday following right. that, and so you're right. Fortunately, Habitat stayed the course. Their volunteers showed up, and they made a real impact in the community. And again, uh, they were recognized, or at least came to just sort of update the board of what occurred at, at a September meeting. 
Uh, well, they also uh, awarded a three hundred ten thousand dollar project to renovate the children, the portion of the children's library mm-hmm. off, or area in the library off Croker Road. Um, a significant portion of the funds were raised by the Friends of Library for this renovation to that area, so we want to thank them for that. But excited that that project has been awarded and will be underway, and I'm sure uh, Betsy Fowler's uh, she's been talking about it since I arrived a year ago. It's finally. <laughs> under contract and moving forward. And so you'll, you'll begin to see that work very soon. Great. Uh, a couple topics where I spent a lot of time the last month. Uh, we've talked about 911 center consolidation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we reached out to the employees in early August. We invited their input, both our police and fire, as well as our dispatchers had a lot of input from employees. I really do want to say thank you to our employees that uh, provided their input into a situation that one is very personal to them, emotional, but also there, what they share with me over and over is that they wanted to make sure we were providing the best service to the community. Mm-hmm. And that really was the goal for me and for Chief Ash and I believe for for the Board of Supervisors is how do we provide the best service? And um, we believe today that uh, we can do that here in James City County. That was a discussion with the board. There are some areas, uh, service to the community. When you call 911, how do we get there the quickest? And then service to our first responders, both police and fire, Mm -hmm. because those really are priorities in both of those areas. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have some issues where occasionally we're a little slow in dispatching a fire EMS because of some software issues. Uh, the simple solution is we can overcome that by sharing the same software that York County has. Uh, that may or may not be the final decision, but that at least is a simple solution. If we had the same software, then our dispatchers can more readily and reliably see where fire EMS units are closest to the call, mm-hmm. whether they are James City County units, Williamsburg units, or York County units. And that's some of the problem we're having to see York County and Williamsburg. We're not always sure of where their units are. So we're not always certain that they're the closest unit and the software will fix that. So that's one of the things that came out of that discussion. It doesn't guarantee that we will go with the CAD system or this computer aided dispatch that York County uses, but that is a likely path that we're headed on. And it's a 12 um, month evaluation process. So it's not a short term solution in terms of we'll do it next week. It's something we'll assemble a team of employees to work through and evaluate those softwares to make sure that is the right direction. But that's at least where we're headed today. Okay. And so we're not talking about consolidation in terms of putting us in the same room. We are talking about it in terms of shared software. Okay. Um, so more to come on that. All right. Uh, we also had an issue raised by a part-time employee, really a temporary part-time employee, uh, that, hey, they had been in a temporary capacity for year after year after year, and that didn't seem quite right. Uh, we do agree with that. It didn't seem quite right. And mm-hmm. so an evaluation of that, our HR director, uh, Patrick Teague, did present to the Board of Supervisors his recommendation, and that being that we uh, take our part-time staff that are, and evaluate those that are in what we call on-call or temporary positions mm-hmm. and see if they really are more long-term employees and mm-hmm. should they be part-time regular. And so we would, would then generate a category of part-time regular that is benefited, meaning basically they don't get health insurance, but they get paid time off, whether that's a prorated holiday or prorated sick vacation or paid time off, depending on when their start date was. Uh, Currently, we offer that to part-time regular employees that have 15 hours a week on average or more. Mm -hmm. So we've raised that that threshold to 20 hours or more going forward. Our current employees would be grandfathered, but if we have new employees hired that work 20 hours or more, they would get paid time off. If we have new employees moved into that part-time regular um, classification that work less than 20 hours, they would not get paid time off. Okay. Um, and that is the board accepted that recommendation. It does require some policy change. So that goes to the board in November. Uh, and then we'll have to bring back the list of employees that, that are, are impacted. 
and that will happen before January. So there's still a few months of that. We're going to talk about that, but we have moved, I guess, resolved at least what the process is going forward and what our recommendation is. And the board seemed to accept that. Okay. Um, one other thing it does form uh, part-time employees with us that are in regular positions. If we have a general salary increase for all employees, they're included in that. Okay. Temporary and on-call employees have not necessarily been included in that. So it will move those that move over to part-time regular. It will give them more regular increases in pay. Uh, likely will extend that to on-call and temporary, but we're still having some discussion on okay. that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then the last thing, well, a couple of the last things with the board, uh, we did have an update on our Shaping Our Shores master plan. They mm-hmm. were done, I think, 10 to 15 years ago for our Chickahominy Riverfront Park and Jamestown Beach Event Park and the marina. Uh, our staff has been working with an internal group of employees trying to save on consultant fees, quite frankly, because mm-hmm. our staff knows these parks and our community's needs pretty well. So we've spent the last 10 months putting together some updates to these master plans based on what we know today and the usage we see. Uh, our staff with Parks and Rec presented that uh, to the board at their work session just so they get a first look and a chance to comment. But our goal is to come out to the community, so look forward to that of providing your input of what you'd like to see in our parks based on we're going to give you the update to the plan as we see it, but we really are trying to solicit the community's input so these plans reflect what you as residents of mm-hmm. James City County would like to see as well. So those meetings ought to occur over you know, I make it up a little bit, but over the next several months, so okay. in the next uh, maybe uh, three to six months, have those meetings with the goal of going back to the Board of Supervisors with a final plan that they can adopt sometime next year. So as we're moving forward with capital projects or seeking funding from outside sources, we know what the projects are and the community's interest in, and our board has approved those plans. So okay. um, good projects there moving along. And then one other request that we did have made of a, of a citizen at our uh, one of the board's uh, meetings was a no-rake request uh, along a portion of the, the Chick where it's a narrow area. Mm-hmm. There was an accident there this summer where a young lady was hurt. Uh, they're just concerned with the boating traffic. So I know the board will be discussing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't indicate any action at this point, uh, and we won't make this boating season, but it could potentially have a no-wake area um, in front of these 10 or 12 households where the, the Chick does get pretty skinny, and there's a lot of boat traffic trying to, to balance out the safety. And there'll be more time for public input on that mm-hmm. uh, item, but... That's what the board's, at least the highlights of where I think the board's been the last couple okay. months. I just thought I would share that. Yes. Um, a couple of, uh, of other topics that we spent uh, tr- a significant amount of time on as a county staff and uh, have at least some interest from members of our community, one being recycling. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we've talked about that an awful lot. Um, opinions are, are in different places on that sometimes. Yes. I know I've heard from some of those more passionate about the global uh, impact of environmental issues and recycling being one of those areas where people feel very strongly that we as a county government ought to just provide it, period, no matter what the cost. Uh, and I'm not against those people at all. I do right. think there's real value in recycling. I, th- I certainly do it myself. I encourage others to do it. Uh, but it's one of those things that it's a trade-off for us. And the mm-hmm. recycling cost did go up uh, almost $1.2 million that it was going to be additional cost to the county. That's really close to a cent on the tax rate. And we could have done the easier thing to either raise the tax rate or not funded something else. And quite frankly, that was probably the easier choice for right. us as a staff and maybe for our residents as well. But we did talk about it with the board. It was, what are we going to offset or do we want to go through trying to raise a, a tax rate for that? And the decision ultimately was made with staff recommendation was to fund or uh, create a fee for, for this so that folks that want curbside recycling services would pay the $7 a month fee. It's meant to cover the cost, not generate any extra dollars for us, right. but it is ma- meant to make the program self-supporting. Uh, this year, uh, outside of that, the first quarter of this year until October 1st, 
the county has paid the cost of recycling for those that had it. So for this first year, we do have some money budgeted, but beyond this, that $7 per fee should cover the cost on an annual basis. I'm sure the board will revisit the fee and is that the right path at each budget cycle. And Mm -hmm. so we'll probably likely be talking about that again in the spring. But at this point, I'm really pleased with the results. It hasn't been painless, and it has we haven't been perfect in our delivery of right. that. Uh, we've learned a lot of lessons as a staff mm-hmm. going through that. Um, I am pleased with our staff's response. We have put a lot of time and effort into planning. We've had a number of employees involved. Uh, their intentions have certainly been good, and they have worked hard to make it as painless for our residents uh, as it could be. I think for many residents, it's gone on okay. Mm-hmm. We picked up an old cart. Our contractor delivered a new cart, and that new cart's being serviced. They've received a bill. They've paid a bill. And for most, uh, I believe it's gone pretty smoothly. Mm-hmm. For some, not so smoothly. Right. Um, and just to give you numbers, and the numbers confuse you because we, we have a lot of numbers to share, so I don't want to get too deep into numbers. But as I look at some inf- our most recent information, I would have told you when we paid the bill, we provided carts to somewhere over 22,000 households, and of those 22,000 households, a little less than 18,000 participated. And that okay. was some some form of our contractor monitoring residents that set it out. And so uh, 18,000 participants out of 22-some thousand is a pretty good number, mm-hmm. about around 80%. Mm-hmm. So when we sent out bills, I expected we wouldn't get that 22 to 18,000, those 4,000 households that weren't participating when it was free certainly weren't going to pay for it. Right. So for those to drop out was not surprising to me. Right. Um, we're to a point today that we have almost 11,000 households still participating, paying their bill through the county. We have one other neighborhood that's about 1,800 households that's still participating. So of the 18,000 or so that were participating before, we have uh, almost 70% or just over that still participating, which I think speaks very highly to the program's success. We still have about 6,000 residents that we're unsure of. Mm -hmm. They haven't paid a bill, and they haven't told us that they're in or they're out. So we are mailing another letter as of uh, the end of September. We mailed a letter out, so it would have been arriving in early October to Mm -hmm. those 6,000 households to say, please let us know what you'd like to do with the idea that if you want to participate, great. If you don't, we'll be by to pick up your cart sometime mid-October or later. And so uh, I do think it's been a very successful transition from two things going on. We went from county waste to TFC as our contractor providing the service. And then we went from being a a tax-supported program to being a fee-for-service program. And those are two both pretty significant events. Uh, But I do think it's gone fairly well, and I am very pleased with our staff's uh, response to it and trying to talk with our citizens and help them understand what and why and through the process. And I would certainly encourage residents to continue to ask questions. They mm-hmm. can call us. That's maybe not the best way, but they certainly can call that number 253-6700. Mm-hmm. Again, 253-6700. Or then go to the county's website, uh, jamescitycountyva.gov. There is a tremendous amount of information on recycling. You can opt in or opt out there. Mm-hmm. There's a tool that we've in- implemented called Recyclopedia that will tell you what can be recycled in the can versus if it can't be put in or placed in our can because there's not a market for it in that form. Is there a place you can recycle it, or is it just something I really need to let go to the trap to put in the trash? Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things we have tried to provide a lot of information because the recycling market is changing. It's still in flux. Um, there are a lot of communities and contractors that aren't accepting glass. We okay. still are doing that, so we are trying to keep things in the recycling stream that we believe are important, and our contractor is as well. But we're also trying to make sure that what we're collecting 
ends up being recycled so that we're not just doing it so it feels good as we take it from your home and then later it ends up in the trash anyway. We are working with our contractor trying to ensure the items that our residents are putting in the can are really making it to becoming back as a recycled product. And that is not as easy as it sounds. So there's a lot more effort in that today than there used to be because the market is tougher in recycling. And I think we're not done with changes yet, uh, but we are going to try to keep our residents informed and we appreciate the patience of of everybody working through this um, changeover that really has been significant for our community. Mm Anything I left off on recycling? Because, Renee, you've been a big part of that as well. I have been involved. No, I think that that covered it. I I think probably my one concern is that we have told folks that if you don't pay your bill, that's fine. We'll come and collect the cart. You don't need to do anything. And now we're asking them, okay, we do need to hear from you. And I think that that has to do with the volume of people that we have not heard from and that we don't want to go and collect a bin only to have to turn around and re-deliver that bin because they do actually want to recycle. And that is the purpose of this second letter coming out. It's not trying to be harassing. It's not that we're disappointed where we are. (laughs) It's just, I believe that that most of us get involved in our lives and we just haven't paid Mm -hmm. attention. And our our goal was not to, as you said, pick up a cart and then have to re-deliver it. So we were trying to do it one last time. Right. Um, but I really think the program, again, I'm very pleased with the numbers and where they mm-hmm. are. And there are a lot of numbers, so you can certainly get lost in that. But to have a significant percentage of our community still participating in recycling, where they're having to pay for it on a monthly basis, uh, I think speak volumes to the, the folks in this community and their commitment to continued recycling and trying to do their part for the environmental benefit that recycling provides. So we'll continue to have updates on that, I'm sure, Mm because it will be a sort of ever-evolving program, uh, and we are looking for ways to reach out and expand our recycling impact in James City County. So more to come on that. Right. Uh, Another topic that is coming back around is Jolly Pond and the road closure across the dam. Uh, There have been a lot of uh, conversations and, and with the residents or at least some residents uh, from my office, as well as with the dam owners. Uh, we were asked by the dam owners, we initially had the start of an abandonment process of the road across right. the dam to begin in June. We were asked, would we delay that, which we recommended to the board, and they accepted. It was going to be back on the August agenda. We were asked by the property owners or the dam owners, could we delay while they get their some engineering work done? Uh, we concurred and the board was okay with that, but the delay was taking it to October. So we're now we're, we're into October. Mm-hmm. And so I do expect it'll be back on the board's uh, October 8th agenda to begin the abandonment process. It's all it does is push the staff down the process of doing it. Uh, it is not a vote taken that night to abandon. It's just the start of that process. But I do expect that to be on the October 8th agenda as we have sort of indicated it would be. Uh, but I know that'll generate uh concern and Mm -hmm. for those residents there and and it should it does uh, make their travel time to most places longer Mm -hmm. uh, and it does reduce what they used to have is two ways out of their homes or neighborhoods to really one direction out so I'm not unsympathetic to that Uh, the real issue for us is the is we're told by the owners the cost to sort of save the dam is somewhere in the half million dollar range the cost to improve the dam or save it such that it can have traffic across it is about two and a half million dollars and I don't see where that additional $2 million to make it roadworthy, so to speak, um, comes from. Right. Um, I don't see the county fronting that kind of money. Uh, I don't see somebody stepping up. There doesn't seem to be state or federal resources for that. Uh, it is a beautiful place. I mm-hmm. think the, the dam owners have said that their first priority is really maintaining the water body there and, and that beauty that surrounds it. 
Um, if we abandon the right of way across it, it what it does is it allows the the dam owners to have better control over it. They can let people across it or not. It becomes back to their private property. Uh, I've heard folks to say, "Hey, you shouldn't allow bikers." It wouldn't be the county allowing it or not allowing it. It goes back into private property, mm-hmm. and those owners can then allow passage across their property as they would see fit. Okay. So. Um, I know our board is very sympathetic to the issue, but it's a bigger issue than just this one dam. We have at least four or five others that are in various stages of needing some type of maintenance across the county. And and it's a huge uh, area for us to step in that I just think the county hasn't done in the past. Uh, I'm not recommending they do it today and certainly Mm -hmm. on into the future. And so um, it's not that we're not not caring. It's just that it's a, a bigger issue than really the county, I think, ought to be in in terms of roadways across uh, dams. Okay. All right. Um, outside of that, Renee, I think that's enough for me. I, I think I, that's I a wanna, lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to remind people, you know, it's a great time of year. Um, I enjoy the summer. It's sort of extended all through September, but yes. we're into October now. Um, and I would just encourage our community. It's a great time of year to be out, uh, mm-hmm. find something you like. There's a lot of offerings in this community from festivals to clubs, to events, to just walking on in our parks. Uh, but it really is a great time of year to be out and doing that. And uh, I would mention hurricane season. We're at least at the end of it. Right. Um, and so maybe we're okay, but I would just uh, ask people to be vigilant and be prepared. To, uh, the guidance today is to be able to look after your family for seven days. Right. It used to be three. Right. Uh, if you get talking about food and water and medications, seven days is a long time. Mm-hmm. So it takes a lot of supplies for that if you were to be isolated for that period of time. But we ought to be ready whether it's hurricane season or a snowstorm or whatever. So mm-hmm. I would just encourage people to stay vigilant and be prepared to take care of their family for a period of time if anything should occur. But maybe hurricane season, maybe uh, we're through it this year. I'm hoping. So we'll see. I know it, it runs <laughs> until November, so we're not really done. Uh, but thus far, uh, we've done well this year. So right. I think that's it for me. Okay. Well, as you know, I have to ask you a few fun questions, but you always do really well with them. So this should be easy. Great. And you didn't let me choose my questions. I did not. I chose them that's for right. you. All right. What did you want to be when you grew up, when you were a kid? Huh, that's been a long time ago. Right? No, you know, my <laughs> memory's not always great with that. I, I don't know about want to be, but want to had. I know oh. my mother has reminded me when, when I was... Um, a very young somebody, 10 or less, that I thought I needed to be an airplane pilot. And I think it really was the Cessna level, not the okay. uh, the Delta jet level. But uh, I haven't done that. Uh, okay. It's still one of those things that maybe. All um, right. But I just haven't made it to that. So an airplane pilot is one of those things I wanted to be, uh, whether that was a private pilot or commercial. Oh, I just okay. didn't ever get there. All right. Well, it's not too late. That's what I hear. Yeah. There you go. Mr. Eisenhower can maybe give you some tips. Uh, there's some folks out there that can get me along, I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. All right. What is the last thing? Okay. Do you watch TV? Um, I know you don't have a lot of time. But... I do watch TV. I'm not very scheduled TV okay. watcher, but yes, I watch TV. All right. What is the last thing that you recorded on TV? Um... I don't think I can tell you that. I'm I'm not sure. You know, in this day of on-demand programming, sure. I haven't recorded anything on TV in many, many years. Okay. Um, you know, I was a Friends follower in the 90s. Okay. I'm sure I recorded some Friends episodes because I thought they were pretty entertaining and I couldn't always watch. And so Friends, I know I recorded at some point. Okay. So I guess I'll have to go with that. All right. Very good. Now, you said on demand, which is absolutely true. What is something that you make sure that you check out on demand? Besides Board of Supervisors meetings, obviously. Well, I attend those in person. (laughs) But you can watch them over and over. That's right. And there's certainly some value in that for all of us. Um, 
Um, you know, one of the things I've watched on demand, and again, I'm not a series watcher yet. Okay. I guess I'm told I should be sometimes. I haven't been a binge watcher. I sort of, I guess, like the anticipation of I get to watch an hour or a half hour this week, and maybe next week I get to see it again. But okay. one of the, the on-demand things that I've watched, and, and Monique has helped me with this, is Big Bang Theory. I've, ah, I've become okay. A, wasn't a fan of Big Bang Theory initially, but I will tell you it has grown on me, and it does provide a lot of comic relief. And so it's one of those that today... It's pretty easy to find on demand, and, mm-hmm. and that's whatever episode pops up, I'm pretty happy to watch and laugh about. All right. Very good. Very good. What was the last movie that More you- More questions? I know. I'm not done. <laughs> what was the last movie that you went to a movie theater to see? Gosh, that hadn't been that long ago. I ought to remember that. Um, the last movie. You know, they have uh, $5 Tuesdays here I know, in both theaters. Which so is I very nice. Been to quite a few movies. Um I'm not sure I remember the last one I saw. That's bad. It hadn't been a month ago. It's that memory coming back and what was the name and what are some movies out today? I don't know. Well, I you're think, not any better at this than I no, am. No, but I think that we do need to recognize. Right, well, oh, Well, I know one I've seen recently. Okay. How about that? Well, but I did kind of trip you up, right? Because maybe. I have not tripped you up yet. So this was kind of right, maybe. Well, let me, well, okay, this was one of your easier questions. I know. But I, I, I do know one I've seen recently. It might not have been the last one, but mm-hmm. I've seen it recently. It was the remake of The Lion King. Oh, okay. Um, and it was the same story, but it was still a pretty good movie to watch it through again in a All different right. format. And uh, I didn't have any kids with me this time, so that made that a little simpler. But, right. Uh, I know I've seen The Lion King remake very recently. Did you cry? Um, yeah, I don't remember that. Oh, see, I cannot make it through The Lion King. All I've got to do is hear the first few notes of it the... It you out. Yeah, huh? I'm done. So, well, well, I'm softer than I like to admit, but uh, anyhow, Lion You're King, able to hold it together during Lion King. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, Scott, that's all I have. All right, Renee. Well, great. Good talking to Good you Good talking always. to you, and I'm glad we were able to do this again. We had to take a month off, so... Me as well. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and subscribe. That way you'll be sure to never miss an episode. You can go to jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to find all 101 now of our episodes, as well as a form where you can give us feedback, show ideas. We'd love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much, and we'll talk with you next week.